Hi, lovely. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so well. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited. I just like tried to pop um, record on without Bren seeing, but I think that you saw. But that's okay. Hello, everyone. We're recording. <laughs> we have a very exciting guest to kick off um, Women's History Month. Her name is, okay, is it Heatley? Or Hetley. It is. Heatley? Yeah, it's Brynn Heatley. I just never said your last name in all the years that I've known you. So thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> pronouncing it right. We have uh, Bren Heatley. She has many different talents. I'm just going to ramble. I'm going to name them all off here. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> yes. She's a singer, songwriter, yoga teacher, vocal empowerment coach, ecstatic dance facilitator, artist, gardener, massage student. I did not know that. That's very exciting. A new one. <laughs> Community building advocate, advocate for freedom of expression. So I feel like there's probably a lot of words there that people are already questioning. So I'm excited <laughs> to learn all about what you're going to bring to the table and how people can express themselves through art. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, I feel that whatever brings you joy is what you're really meant to do. Because <laughs> you being happy and joyful is, is the, the blossoming of life. So whatever that is for you, whether it is gardening or singing or dancing or, or I don't know, engineering or drawing, whatever it is for you, please do it with all of your joy <laughs> and bring that to the world. And don't worry about how much money it makes or whatever. The most important part is your spirit blossoming. So I, I like to empower people to play. Uh, I feel my favorite avenues are dancing and singing, <laughs> um, but also painting. I've got some paintings up there. Um, but honestly, however you can express yourself and, and a lot of people feel this blockage on expressing themselves and I used to feel that way. And now I feel liberated and I just want to share that liberation and freedom of expression with everybody I meet. So I try to find all the different avenues of doing that to help people free themselves up. <laughs> well, I love that. And I feel like you're definitely a bright, positive light. I don't know many people who are like you or who smile as much as you do. So that alone is good um, and inspiring. But so when did you kind of fall into, I don't even know what to call this because it doesn't really seem like a career path because it's like actually your passion. Um, but I, you probably didn't see yourself like living the life you are now when you were in college. Right. Yeah. I think you know, I grew up with this mindset that if you were going to be someone respectable, you're either going to be a doctor, a teacher, or a lawyer. And that was like the three paths. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, those all three sound cool, but they don't really sound like me. Um, and so I, I just kind of kept going in college and went through the motions of like what people told me that I was supposed to do. But it wasn't until I had like this massive like mental breakdown of all these expectations of society not matching up with how I felt internally. Uh, and surprisingly, that like state of depression was like a huge catalyst for me just being like, you know what, I am who I am. <laughs> and coming out of that with like this, this sense of, of freedom. And so I don't, 
know if I answered your question. <laughs> I think that you did because you okay. said like you didn't know this is where you would wind up. Like, no, I-, I knew that I wanted to be more of a hippie. That's all. That's the only <laughs> thing that I was like that there's something like sparking me in that direction (laughs) and I think it may have started when I joined the rock climbing team at at UCF which Mm -hmm. is how I met you (laughs) yeah we're very sporty also she's a rock climber so she didn't add that to her list but you also do that so and like when you decided to go down this hippie route or like positive uh community you was it easy for you to find a community like did everything just seem to kind of fall into place and like the right people showed up at the right time or like because it seems like you it's like when I look at your social media it does seem like you have like a big support system who kind of have the same beliefs as you thank you um you know it's it didn't just like happen overnight there was a lot of times where I was like where are my people um (laughs) and what really what really guided me to finding the community that supports me now is, is to create it. And, and how I did that was following my joy. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but it was like, okay, well, I like being outdoors. I like challenging my body. I'll start rock climbing. And the rock climbing people were like, you should try this yoga thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try the yoga thing. And then I, I really liked that and the spirituality and the, and the like calming aspects of yoga and yoga opened me up to a whole new community of people who were like, try uh, essential oils and, and uh, uh, tree hugging, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, beautiful avenues of life that I wasn't really exposed to until I started following my joy. And when I went to Los Angeles, oh my gosh, every, every kind of person was available within like a few miles. And I found a whole bunch of artistically expressive people. And then when I came back to Pensacola, where I grew up, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'll survive without like an ecstatic dance community. <laughs> so I started teaching yoga here and like getting the love, like sneaking out some of my vibes through <laughs> yoga. And my yoga teacher was like, you know, you should maybe start leading ecstatic dance. I think it's time. And I was like, oh, so I started leading ecstatic dance, which is like a liberation, a movement liberation practice where you go on a dance journey through this story arc to express your emotions physically. And once I started doing that, people were like, they were either really into it or really not, but the people who are really into it stayed and, and we just kind of magnetized and more and more people started coming in. And then I started meeting, uh, amazing people who were also on this vibe of wanting to elevate their consciousness and each other. And we started the uh, United Conscious Collective. And that has now like over 700 people on our Facebook page. And like, I know, and (laughs) having these conscious conversations and elevating each other, connecting each other. So I think like using my open creative expression helped other people to be like oh yeah I want to openly create and express myself too and then as we drew together the magnetism just expanded and we all kind of gathered around (laughs) I love all of that and I feel like everyone wants to have more fun but I feel like you're truly living the dream of just like putting like your enjoyment I don't know actually like maybe ecstatic dance and some of these different I don't know what to like quests that you go on are probably not always like super happy. Like, I feel like when you're becoming more conscious and like trying to live intentionally, like sometimes you have to face some dark stuff. 
Um, Absolutely. And the part of that uh, going into the darkness is like, there's this misconception that dark is like scary or bad or, or like this heaviness is bad, but the, um, I really want to reroute that because going into those dark, heavy moments is really when you become the strongest because you can lift from there. Um, it's like spiritual weightlifting, literally. <laughs> you go into the heavy stuff and you're like, you know what? I can, I can do this. And then it lifts at the moment that you start believing that you can. And that's when you become the brightest is when you go into those darkest spaces. And so like, let the darkness and the heaviness be your teacher and, and then kind of soften into it. And those vulnerable spaces is really where you, where you get your strength. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like a great message for this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I honestly feel some somewhat optimistic about all the transformation that took place like a lot of people had the first time to to actually sit down and and reprioritize their health coming first and and mental health coming first and reaching out to loved ones and staying connected in ways that they maybe hadn't before or tapping into their own creativity in new ways so i i think although there was a lot of tragedy and and tragic awakenings um and many deaths and like just a lot of suffering through that i think humanity can really like blossom and and bring this new awareness this global connectivity that we maybe have never had before um of sympathy and empathy and and like this unity that we all went through a really dark night of the soul together and, and again, that there's that dark and heavy feeling like actually being this, this creative unifying force. So I, I mean, anytime that something is dark and heavy, you can always alchemize and, and find and be the light in it and, and be the darkness too, because that's where you get it. So it's, I, I feel optimistic about it all, although my heart goes out to, to all the suffering and, and just, wishing love and peace for everybody within themselves. So like, what's an exercise that someone could do to alchemize their feelings? Cause I think it's to a lot of listeners, they're gonna be like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> well, I, I deal with anxiety and, and feelings of depression. Although I'm, I'm quite joyful most of the time, those feelings come through. And rather than running away from those feelings or being like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way don't get me wrong. Sometimes I fall into that mental trap of being like, I shouldn't feel like this. Um, but you know, if I wake up with anxiety in the night, I'll, I'll be like, okay, what, what can I do for like, kind of imagine that your anxiety or whatever the feeling is that's uncomfortable is like an entity, like calling for help, like a, like a little child calling for help. And you can ask like, what do you need? How can I support you? What do you, what are, what do you desire from me? And when you see your emotions as like friends that are asking for help, then, then you can become more compassionate with yourself give yourself the space to feel the way you feel, feel that sadness or fear or anxiety or whatever it is, because it wants to teach you something and um, just give it space, let yourself cry. And then something that really helps me is to move my physical body because your internal and your external, yeah, <laughs> uh, worlds are so connected. And so if, if you're having trouble 
getting through something mentally, then, then get through something physically, like run or do push-ups or do a handstand, like flip your, you know, literally flip <laughs> your perspective and shake your body out because it can get stored in your body and energetically. And then if you can release it through dance or emotion or tears or whatever, laughter, um, you can really help yourself get through that feeling of being stuck. So I hope that helps. <laughs> I think it definitely does, especially because so many people are sitting at their computers all day. And like while they're working, they might like shift really quickly to look at a news site or read a tweet and it's always negative. So like you're just sitting in all that stress. And I like personally have like chronic pain and it's like exacerbated when I'm sitting. So like if I could make myself move like we're all supposed to move a certain amount of steps every hour. Um, and I work out in the morning. This is not about me, but I feel like if I moved more and like incorporated some kind of like fun movements, like into my day that that could like really help just like loosen up some of that stress. So when I go to sleep, I'm not like sitting there having like a tremendous anxiety. Yes. Oh my goodness. As you were saying that you, well, first you said this is not about me, but so many people feel that way. So it yeah. like as within, so without, like if you're feeling something, chances are many people feel that way too. Um, and one thing that came to mind was like, what if you set on your phone, a little timer, like uh, an alarm and set your favorite song to that alarm. <laughs> and like, when that alarm goes off, you give yourself that three minutes to just dance to that song, however you want to. And then the alarm's done and you're like, okay, now I go back. Yeah. <laughs> just give I your body love that. that. Yeah. It's like your body taking a breath, like give, give yourself a moment to sigh it out, but through movement. <laughs> okay. I want you, so Bren's going to sing for us soon, but I want to ask you one question about ecstatic dance and also say as within, so without, that is a very cool phrase. Mm, yeah. You can also use as above, so below. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just write everything down that you're saying. Um, <laughs> so what is ecstatic dance? You touched on it a little bit, how it's like an emotional journey, but do you, as the ecstatic dance instructor, do you, or ecstatic dance teacher, facilitator, do you yeah. change the like story arc every time or is it kind of follow the same path? And do you, like you, you pick the music obviously, but I don't know, well, just tell us all about it. Thank you. Uh, um, thanks for asking. So um, I guess I should say there's a, the conscious dance is, is, I guess, the bigger umbrella. Ecstatic dance is a specific facet of conscious dance, um, but there's like five rhythms is another one. And there's, there's many different modalities of conscious dance. Um, I wasn't trained like through the ecstatic dance, um, I guess, course, but I, I was, uh, I loved ecstatic dance in LA and I think it's the best term to describe what I'm doing. So I'll just describe what I'm doing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, which I suppose is conscious dance. I think I would call it ecstatic dance, but I think there's elements of ecstatic dance that like require a live DJ and, oh, wow. and they, they have in LA, they have like food and, and massage set up like all kinds of stuff that maybe not during COVID, but they have in the past and probably will in the future. Um, but for my, the experiences that I set up as a conscious dance facilitator, um, it's, I make a story arc um through song so if we start out and you, you just imagine that you're going through 
you're going to dance through all of the emotions. That way you have an opportunity to access any emotion that might be uh, within you. I try to link these emotions with the, with the story arc of the times. So whatever's going on in the world, I try to reflect that in the, in the dance uh, story. Now, I just use a Spotify or a playlist and I create a playlist that feels like here's the first chapter this is the intro or like the birth so you're you're in kind of the formless realm I might choose like Enya or something like that <laughs> and then and then we're gonna go into childhood playful innocent uh you know maybe Odessa or something in that realm and then we're gonna get into some teenage years maybe some angst or <laughs> some sort of conf conflict get into your adulthood getting more powerful climactic and then getting into some like some big climax we're gonna really let it out maybe like it's a total like African drum style like just go get your body moving then it could be something transformational after that like after all that big release what's that emotional uh component to it so maybe you now have a resting mode and now your movements are much more soft after all that energy release and we come down to maybe a celebration after all that shifting <laughs> um and then those closing years of of uh symbolizing your final years you're you're closing your death and then um something really soft and basically very similar to where we were in the womb uh, in the beginning of the dance. So, so you go through this whole arc and one of the questions I like to ask that my teacher, Amaya, <laughs> she's wonderful, um, told me to ask was if you were to dance your way through this life from birth to death, how would you dance through it as in if you were to start all the way over how would you dance through every moment every emotion the challenging parts the awkward parts the sexy parts the sad parts like all those parts if you can dance through them then you're really you're in a way alchemizing all of those feelings into art and notice where you get blocked maybe you get blocked and you can't move for a while or notice if it's awkward or like i don't know how i'm feeling about myself expressing myself i don't really want to move you know that's okay you don't have to be ecstatic the whole time it's just that's a common side effect of allowing yourself to be free at the end we, we lay down and, and enjoy like a shavasana or maybe guided meditation and then i like to close with like circling up and uh, holding space or offering space for people to express themselves, what came up for them, how they felt. And usually that's the most powerful, juicy uh, connection time because people will express anything that they felt vulnerable about and realize that they weren't the only one that felt that way. And just watching the community grow from that support of just hearing each other out, authentically expressing that those actual final moments after the dance i think have been the most community building moments of just raw expression yeah i'm definitely interested in taking one of these classes um i want to a song that i i had to look it up really quick because it reminds me it sounds like like when you're saying you want to dance through this life hold on let me look it up really quick have you heard of valerie june not yet i'm Oh my gosh, you're going to seriously love this. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Uh, it's called Cosmic Dancer, and Ooh. you're going to love her. Um, okay, but so when you lead an ecstatic dance class, 
Do mm. you kind of talk people through it or do you just kind of tell them what the arc will be before class and then let the music do its part? I give them a brief overview that this is a liberation movement. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to. Please feel free to express yourself. Like if you need to cry, cry. Let yourself be seen in your emotions. And then there's, this is also very important that, that we explain like consent culture. So like, don't do anything with anybody if they don't like without asking permission that includes yeah. taking pictures or videos or you know like this is like your free space and so like I kind of it's about container setting so setting up a space where people can feel safe to express themselves that they're not going to be exploited uh, and they're they're going to be just held and, and however they decide to express themselves it's all okay um, and with that, explaining the boundaries of consent culture, like don't just grab somebody, you know, <laughs> ask, offer your hand. And if they say no, there's no hard feelings. It's nothing personal. It's just, you know, everyone has their own flow. Um, so I, I, I explain that it's going to be a dance, like if you're going to start your way over, how would you dance your way through? But I try not to give away the mystery of the dance because I want people to be kind of caught off guard. So it's an authentic response. So we try to, to choose songs that you haven't heard before, or if we are going for something you've heard before, there's maybe because I'm looking for a sense of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh, we try to- I love this so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, sorry. And then I cut you off. Um, you no, did. You're good. I basically asked if you like talked about the story arc as it was going or if the music kind of led people. So you did. Oh, right. Okay. So I have done that before. I, ex I experiment. I try different things, to, especially with different groups. You never know who's going to show up and you got to kind of go with the flow. Uh, and one time I was raising uh, monarch butterflies. And so I was really in tune with the story of the caterpillar going through its hardships eating a whole bunch and then uh, going into its cocoon and coming out as a butterfly. So I made that into a, into a dance and narrated it. Um, now, when I did that, I did that for a yoga teacher training. They were incorporating ecstatic dances like a celebration. And I just so happened to like be like, well, I have these caterpillars. I'll, I'll bring my plants and like show they can even see the caterpillar for like reference and inspiration. Well, the, the woman who was running the teacher training was like, deathly afraid of caterpillars oh my gosh <laughs> so so sometimes my best intentions like just don't go over the best <laughs> I would have loved that though that's an awesome idea <laughs> she rolled with it she was like it's a sign I gotta get through this um and it, it did work out beautifully but um I used to be more uh intentional about what I said throughout the dances now I just kind of let spirit guide that as in like just follow my intuition and if it's time to say something say something and if not then just let there be silence you know mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be um there doesn't always have to be sound and it's okay for things to get awkward and I I I kind of revel in that moment of like, oh, what, what are you going to do in this space of unknown? <laughs> I love oh. all this. I, hope you, I, I know a few friends are going to be so excited about this podcast. So thank you yeah. for sharing. I also want to just um, let everybody know at home, you move so much when you talk and you use your hands so much. I've like never felt like more of a statue of like, just, so I feel like you really do move all the time. And like, that's like kind of part of your mission or your vision uh, or like the way that you're telling us to live or you're suggesting that we live 
So I think it's like really cool or like what you're telling us to incorporate into our lives. Thank you. I didn't notice that until but, you just said that, but you're right. I do. I do move around a lot. <laughs> I, I think it's because like in my work meetings, I would never sit here and like talk like this, but I think it's like inviting and it makes like your story much more visual. And I'm like, do I ever move? Like as I'm looking at myself, I'm like, <laughs> it looks like I'm frozen compared to you, but I think it's really cool. I feel like the body loves movement it's a natural part of life like nothing is ever stagnant even if you even if you try to keep something still like let's say a relationship i'm trying to keep this exactly as it is it just can't because time is constantly shifting and moving us through the moment so so nothing stays still and in, in fact like stack well i shouldn't say in fact but <laughs> i in theory uh stopping the flow or stagnancy is is death that's like mm -hmm. when water starts uh turn I'm not turning what's the word for like if the water stagnates you don't want to drink from that mm, yes. <laughs> you want to drink from a flowing river I mean boil it first probably but I'm yeah. just saying <laughs> um theoretically the it's when things get blocked that that you it starts to stagnate and die and there's nothing wrong with death and just saying um continue moving continue letting things flow through you I'm also I also gave three massages today so I might just I can't believe that you're becoming a massage therapist too. <laughs> I'm on my way, that's which so is all, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother dance. I mean, I think of everything as like dance and art and painting. So like moving someone's energy in their body or feeling their muscles and fascia release. That's a whole that's a whole other sense. Oh, we could do a podcast on that. Okay, we can. <laughs> Um, but I want to make sure I want to be like mindful of time. So you're gonna be singing some songs for us, correct? What? Yes. How, how many songs would you like to sing and can you tell us a little bit about like what it or what they mean absolutely uh it's up to you how many songs you have time for um i want i really wanted to sing this song hello my name is love okay I and, love that. Oh, thank you <laughs> me too um because there there's so much uh focus on the negative aspects or of how the world is and there's this like where is the love where's the love i'm like well it's right here <laughs> right now <laughs> and this song was written uh while i was dating someone who wasn't really seeing me for who i was and i wanted so deeply to to give them love but they didn't want to receive it and that's there's nothing that i can do about that you can't make force someone to receive love it has to be their decision to consciously choose and so this is a song basically written from the perspective of love as this unconditional loving entity just wanting to love you but you have to let her in she's not going to barge down your door because she loves you she's going to wait patiently until you're ready to receive her and then when you receive her she's gonna be like oh honey i love you so much you know like <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up and I wish we could do another podcast about this, but I was just wondering, like, there's, aside from big stressors and like anxiety about the world, there's little things like, will he text me back? Or like that kind of thing. And I'm just wondering, like, how do you like go through those motions? Like, do you even feel stress about that? Because it seems um, like maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> wow. The, funny you should say that I do I do I do wonder I actually just let a relationship go a couple days ago and I've been like is are they gonna text me <laughs> and um 
I realized, I recognized that the reason I needed to let that go was because it wasn't working for me. And so it's more so about my boundaries and my own self-respect because sure, it was working for that person to like uh, have this relationship that wasn't, it, it was working for them how it was, but it wasn't working for me. And I, I constantly wanted, I wanna be able to give and receive more love. Like mm -hmm. the, I want a deeper relationship than this. And I was constantly like catering to their needs to make it more of what they wanted, hoping that would open them up more. But it, I, re I recognized this isn't actually what I want. Mm -hmm. And when I, I took a step back and be like, well, well, what do I actually want? I'm like, well, I want, you know, uh, all of my love languages fully received. And if that's not what this person wants, then I'm really not doing any good uh, trying to hang on to this. So in, I, I guess how I am dealing with this anxiety of like, do they care? Did they ever really mm -hmm. care? Is like, that's not really my business. <laughs> my yeah. business is finding what I, what I choose to do with my energy. And what I choose is to love myself fully. And in loving myself, I'm going to need to set this boundary. And so I'd actually prefer if they not text me because I need to use my energy the way I want to. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. And I know that's going to be very inspiring for many people. So thank you also for going to that vulnerable space. I realized as I asked this, this is like a very personal question. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad that you did. I, I like personal questions. Awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute myself you can get into the jams yeah okay sounds good okay so sweet. this is hello my name is love i've got my loop station here kind of off screen but there it is the rc505 boss didn't pay me to say that <laughs> but i'm just letting you know in case you are inspired to make loops uh, that's what i use or in case um, you want to sponsor us, whoever. Yeah, and if they want to sponsor me, uh, great. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it starts out with a little heartbeat. Can you hear that coming through? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I pre-recorded my piano just to save some time. Here's the piano, but here's the recording. Okay. So just imagine that you... are listening and love is knocking at your door she's been looking for you and she's so happy to see you you're asking for there are things i cannot do 
and I can't suck out the poison if the poison flows from you. But I could try to show you who would be the. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. That was the poison flowing out. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> but I could try to show you who would be the one who can heal you. So close your eyes and hold me tight and let's remember your heart inside. And this is the part where you just take a moment to recognize that your heart is beating. And it's been beating from the first moment and it will beat all the way until your last. So let that anchor you into your body and into this space and into this precious life and know that with every heartbeat, you get another chance to give love, to be love, and to receive love in this world. And if you have trouble letting love in, like sometimes I do, then I want you to sing this mantra and you can have this. This is yours forever. I want to teach it to you. It's very simple. It goes like this. Love above me, love below me, love to my left, love to my right. Love in front of me, love behind me, love outside of me and inside. Love above me, love below me, love to my left, love to my right. Love in front of me, love behind me, love outside of me and inside. Love above me, love below me, love to my left, love to my right. Love in front of me, love behind me, love outside of me and inside. One more time. Love above me, love below me, love to my left, ooh, love to my right. Love in front of me, love behind me, love outside of me and inside. Hello, your name is love. Remember how that feels in you. You wander around just listening for your heartbeat to move you. And when it's small and then it's weak, know that you are strong and free. Cause I'm you and you are me. And we could give to us endlessly. Hello, our name is love. We're made of love, it's in our heart. Hello, our name is love. We're made of love, it's in our heart. Hello, our name is love. We're made of love, it's in our heart. Hello, our name is love. Till the end and the restart. Hello, my name is Love, and you know how I feel for you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. My cheeks hurt so bad from smiling. Like, I thought I'm going to get like a spasm or like a cramp in my cheeks. That was so good. I loved it.
Oh, thank you. My favorite part was when I choked on my own uh, poison. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> at least, you know, it's live for sure that way. <laughs> yeah. And at least you're like really resonating with the lyrics. <laughs> well, uh, do, we... do you want to do one more? Yeah. Do you, you have time? Yeah. Yeah. If my friends okay. come, I'm just, I might have to sprint downstairs and get them, but it won't, that'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I really like this really quickly. Do you care if I like make a video of this? Oh, and please, share yeah, go for it. Thanks okay, for cool. asking. Good consent culture. Yes, you <laughs> okay, are and also sharing a video on social media right now. Is yes, that okay? yes, okay. yes, please do. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Okay, I'm going to mute myself again and tell us all about oh. this song. Okay. <laughs> so this next song is called, I think it's going to be Soul Shine. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, <laughs> just making sure I have the right one up. Um, <clears throat> so Soul Shine was the first song that uh, brought me out of my depression. Um, I had broken up with a guy that I thought I was gonna marry and uh, it felt like a death. It felt like a divorce. It felt like a whole life shift. And through that uh, transition, I just totally forgot who I was and what I wanted because I had gotten so wrapped up in what he wanted. And when I came to myself and was like, what am I here for? Um, so much awakened in me. I had and, and awakened literally because I had this dream where the world ended <laughs> and the sun burned out and everybody was panicking because we were clearly going to die and this was like a super high production hd <laughs> real dream <laughs> um and i thought in my whole body that the world was ending and so i went uh to find my loved ones and they couldn't be present with me because they were looking for more things or people and i was like well if no one can be present with me then only i at least i can be present with myself so I was like, well, I guess I ought to be present for the world ending. So I went up to a hill and I sat down uh, and I'm looking out over LA, that's where I lived at the time. And I was, it's all in chaos and disarray and darkness. And I thought, gosh, what was good here? What was good in humanity? So I closed my eyes and I felt, and I felt immediately the sound of bells because I'd been listening to Eckhart Tolle and he always starts his with the ding, ding 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 and I felt that and then flashes of beautiful moments in my life birds uh tweeting and twittering and um playing games with my siblings and and reading a book in the sunshine or having a cup of tea with my mom and like all these beautiful little moments that had nothing to do with my ex-boyfriend <laughs> or uh, to do with materialism or anything that the society had told me that life was about. It was all these little things that were free, that were the green grass and the luscious trees and fresh air and, and rain. And it, Ah, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what life was for. It's just the enjoyment of life. And as that grew inside of me, I felt my heart, my whole, like all of my chakras align and spin and expand and being like, love, that's what it was here for. That's what humanity was. It was for love. 
And so I'm feeling this beautiful moment inside of me, like heaven has arrived while hell is all outside, chaos everywhere. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> I like beam this out to the universe, hoping that if there was another universe born or another world after us, I wanted them to know what love was. So I just shot that out to the universe. And then the world ended and everyone died. And I woke up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't see it ending there, but everything else was so beautiful. It was, it was surprisingly beautiful in the worst and most beautiful way. And when I awakened, I was staying at the time on my brother's baby's bed. Like the baby had been born. They were sleeping in the parents' room, my brother and his wife. And I was sleeping in the baby's like soon to be room. And so I woke up in this baby's room like a, an actual newborn 25 year old and seeing, and it's like, this is my happy place. Like, hello, little one, like all these beautiful, like baby moments and the, the sun in the dream, the sunburn now. And in this moment, the sun awakened me coming through the little pink curtains on my cheeks. And I remember this feeling so well, I'll never forget this feeling because it comes back every time I, I relive this moment waking up from the world having ended and everyone you love dying and being obliterated and you're just like ah, 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 we're still here <laughs> oh it's still it still gives me goosebumps going outside and stepping into the full sunshine that had just disappeared hours ago and and hearing the traffic of LA and rejoicing and hearing people like the neighbors arguing and rejoicing and being like heaven yes we get another chance come on people every day is a bonus day and I, I fell down crying and that was the beginning of my like ending my depression and I this song came into my ears and I wrote it down as fast as I could and I sang it and put it on YouTube that exact day I'm still wearing my pajamas in the video <laughs> and I'm reading it out of my journal and so this is that song as it's evolved with the loop station and it, it woke me up it, it saved my life basically that that dream and uh, I, I finally, I'm gonna sing it for you. <clears throat> All right. I had a dream that the sun burned out and how dark the world did go. It wasn't long before the only light was the light within our souls and how our true colors show when our souls begin to glow and how our true colors show when our souls begin to glow as the evil what is darkness as the hour what is light and when you hear the conversation on what is wrong and who is right the only way to see in light or night is when you close your eyes and you feel what's right the only way to know that it's right inside is when your soul begins to shine yeah won't you be our soul shine won't you be our soul shine yeah won't you be our soul shine won't you be our soul shine and how our true colors show yeah they show begin begin to glow true 
kind of show when our souls begin to glow shine bright my friend shine bright so i know that you are there amidst all darkness and destruction i could find you in the air be the light i swore the lost to see the beacon from above be the fire we could gather around revive our hearts with love fill us with soul nourishment feed yourself with care for what you do will lead us and i will meet you there Oh, I will meet you there for what you do will lead us in, won't you? Yeah, won't you be our soul shine? Won't you be our soul shine? Whoa, oh, 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 when our souls begin, begin to glow, true color show. When our souls begin to glow, oh, when you begin to glow, we begin to glow. Oh, when you begin to glow, we begin to glow. Oh, when you begin to glow, we begin to glow. Oh, when you begin to glow, we begin to glow. Yeah, won't you be our soul shine? Won't you be our soul shine? Be our soul shine. Won't you be our soul shine? Yeah, won't you be our soul shine? Yeah, won't you be our soul shine? Won't you be our soul shine? Yeah, won't you be our soul shine? Won't you be our soul shine? So yeah, they loved it. You've got at least two new fans here. Yeah. Oh yay! Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, well this is um uh, a really loud ending to this podcast, but I'd no. love to. Shh. Yo, I'm actually recording for the podcast right now. <laughs> We're socially distancing everyone who's listening um, back at home, but. Friend, we'd love to have you back on because you have so many different like hobbies and skills and things to share with the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for providing a platform for me to share with. That's like my my whole life's mission is to share the the joy and the love and the and the feeling. So thank you for facilitating my greatest joy. You are such a light in the world. And if you ever, if you ever need to dance or feel any sort of way, feel free to reach out to me. <laughs> okay, and if you ever do a virtual ecstatic dance class, I'll definitely do that. So let yeah, me- Yeah, okay, I'll try to live stream the next time we, we dance. I think we're gonna do an outdoor dance in March and feeling more comfortable uh, doing something outside. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy. I hope you have a beautiful okay. evening. Have a good weekend. Yes, you too, lovely. Bye world. <laughs> Take care. Dog Shavaglita. That was fantastic music. Okay, I'm going to hang up now. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>
Yeah.